welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I am your host, Buck Rising. You can hear me, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, who will present the Two Rivers Ford take just momentarily. Two Rivers Ford has the Built for You program, which I'll tell you more about later on in the show. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is where you can go for your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel that the Ashton team can provide to you at GaryAshton.com. Of course, you know Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. And if you want to make some money, if you want to start earning today whilst watching your favorite sports, promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app is how you do so. Great odds, boosts, and profit bonuses that you can get involved with using that promo code A2Z Sports. All right. So the Tennessee Titans are obviously in rebound mode, right? 0-1 to start the season. Arizona dices you up in really every element of the game. You There are some self-inflicted injuries, and it all snowballs into what is a complete and utter failure on the field in week one. But now, a tough, a tough test to kind of see how much progress they've made In about, what, it's Wednesday today, so what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they'll fly Saturday. How much progress can they make in five days? Can they show signs of life against a good Seattle team, a Seattle team that won very comfortably on the road in Indianapolis not uh, not four days ago? So the question becomes, where do the Titans need to improve the most? on uh, where does the, where do the Titans need to improve the most? We know how many different areas that they failed at on Sunday, but if you had to pick one thing that they can get corrected over the course of these five days before they fly to Seattle, what would that one thing be? What is the one thing the Titans absolutely must improve on for uh, for to have a chance at success, not even to win, but to have a chance at success? On the road in Seattle. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it at length together. Your Two Rivers Ford take. What is the one thing the Titans must improve on before week one? We'll talk about it over the course of this evening's show. Um, we will spend some time on uh we will spend some time on that momentarily, and you'll hear from some of the parties involved right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford who presents the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Two Rivers Ford has been doing it for 40 years. It's all about the customer service when you go visit them in Mount Juliet or when you shop online at tworiversford.com. The Built For You program is something that Two Rivers Ford is pleased to offer you. If your car, if your favorite vehicle is not on the lot when you co-pay them a visit, you can custom order it, the Built For You program, and it will be delivered straight to your door. It's all about the customer service at Two Rivers Ford. Any make, any model, any color, well, not any make because you're, of course, shopping at Ford, but any model, any color, any customizations is what you can get at Two Rivers Ford through the Built For You program in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what's the one thing the Titans need to improve upon before they head west? A lot of nominations like Kedrick, Rashid, Omar, Yuri, Frank Lucas, all saying offensive line. Austin Hall just flat out says everywhere 
Julio Jones Gaming says defense is going to be a much-needed improvement. Uh, they found out Clout doesn't win games, says Ty, which is a very uh, a very uh, forward assessment, but you know, not necessarily something that I can dispute right now, given that they uh, that they got a bunch of Clout just for the personnel, and then the personnel didn't show up to play on Sunday. Um, Bruce James says easy. One word equals play calling. So there's a lot of different elements that the Titans need to improve on that I think if you look up and down the list of what went wrong, and there were a great many things. The pass protection was not good. The offense looked out of sync. Um, the situation for the defense is that they were undisciplined in certain elements, and the play calling wasn't great either there in situational football. So we asked Ryan Tannehill about that today, at least for his side of the football. And for him, you know, it came down to one core thing. Right, and watching the tape of, of Sunday's game, uh, what were the issues? Did, did they jump off of the tape? Uh, did you, you know, things that can be kind of easily fixed? Uh, you know, what was your thoughts when you did watch the film? Yeah, I think ultimately it just comes down to getting back to playing our game. You know, I think that uh, at times we didn't play to our standard, obviously. Um, with the effort, the finish, the the, the passion, uh, got to get back to that a little bit. Uh, you know, they they got off to a good start, and tip your hat to them. But at the end of the day, we have to uh, dig back into uh, to what we believe in in, in this building, in this program, and uh, and come out swinging, come out fighting. So, uh, look forward to the opportunity this week for our guys to go finish, to play fast, to play aggressive, to to push piles, uh, to move people in the run game, and, and get that momentum going. So that's Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill saying they have to get back to who they are at their core, right? And there's something to say for that. Now, who they are at their core is they tried to start, they, and Greg Cosell and I, and you'll hear from Cosell later on, we we just finished our, uh, well, we, we did it about five hours ago. We did the newest episode of the install with myself and Greg, and we, you know, we have real live 2021 film to break down. So I thought today's episode was great on the Titans and the Cardinals, on the Seahawks and the Colts. And we looked at the uh, three of the rookie quarterbacks who made their – three of the first-round rookie quarterbacks who made their start, given that the Titans will see all of them at this point ahead on their schedule, whether it's the New York Jets, whether it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, of course, Mac Jones on Thanksgiving weekend when they travel up to New England. But what Cosell and I were talking about in this regard is basically Greg pointed this out, and you can hear the, the full analysis on the podcast itself, but basically what Greg and I talked about was they they came out running what they want to do. That's who the Titans are, is whether you think of it predictable, whether you think of it, um, whether you think of it as as irritating, whether you think of it as Todd, Todd Downing's fault. No, he very much stuck to the kind of script that Arthur Smith would run with those first down Derrick Henry runs in the first quarter to try and establish it. The only difference is that Todd Downing went away from the run when Arthur Smith might not have done it as quickly as he did, but the game, the game score indicated that they weren't going to be able to keep up that way. So they had to adjust and, and, you know, go away from what makes them the Tennessee Titans on offense. So what Tannehill's saying is they have to get back to who they are, but the problem was they, they were who they have been on Sunday. It's just that the running plays that often work didn't work. And they got beat one-on-one -on -one up front. Their offensive line was not able to handle Arizona. They continued to run on first down, even though it wasn't having that kind of effect. Now, they changed up their game plan 
basically after the first quarter because they were down by a substantive margin by then already. But it was it the the problem with what we saw on Sunday is that's what they normally like to do. The difference here is that it didn't work. <laughs> that's that's arguably the bigger problem. Arguably the bigger problem indeed. I would say that uh, I we, I want to take your comments on this because I have one place where I need them, where I think they need to substantially improve on, say, against Seattle here in just a second, but I want to read more of your comments as well right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook, and week one in the NFL may be over, but the season's just getting started. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is DraftKings Sportsbook, and to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code A2ZSports to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, what one thing that do the Titans need to improve upon ahead of Sunday's game? Discipline on defense, says Brian uh, Brian McNeil. Defense uh, and cornerback, says Julio Jones Gaming. Cedric DeHair says, make sure Taylor is ready. So, by the way, there's a clip that I tweeted out right before the primetime show started. Uh, I would say, I would say to you that, uh, I would say to you that what, what they talked about on Bustin' with the Boys this week, right? They had Jeffrey Simmons, it was recorded the Monday before they played that game. So, Monday the 7th. And um, I would say to you that Taylor and, and, and Will and Jeffrey Simmons are talking about, you know, the game in high school where Jeff Simmons had five sacks, right? And Taylor, Taylor has a moment where he says, oh, can you imagine what it would be like to give up five sacks? Can you imagine how pissed the quarterback would be? And I tweeted that out and said, oh, dear God, even as I understand that Taylor himself did not give up all five sacks, it's just a tough look with the optics, right? This is why Taylor Lewan is a is an easy target um, for for this kind of criticism, because this this stuff exists out there. And even if it's not, you know, the core the root issue of the problem, because Taylor wasn't the only one who played poorly, right? He's just the one who's the who's the most obvious when you watch the tape back, and who draws the most criticism because of the podcast, because of the way that he's out there, and all of that. Uh, and how all of that goes. But ultimately, what I would say to you is the defense. Um, the offense needs to make adjustments. The offensive line needs to play better. But the more that I watched the defensive issues after they broke down, the more that I think that based on you know what I watched on NFL Live today with Marcus Spears breaking down the Titans' defense, uh, and Co- Greg Cosell and I talked about this as well. You'll hear that clip here in just a second. For Marcus Spears, though, he needs to see more from discipline on the defensive side of the football. Kyler Murray 
runs. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, Mighty we, Mouse. Yeah. Mighty Mouse. Knew you were talking about Run, runs runs a I don't even know what you call it, Dio, but it, it, it's it's a it's a fake zone and he it's a keeper, yeah. a QB keeper, and the he end man down in the red zone. Yeah, the yeah. end man on the line of scrimmage. Show, Key, you know this. Mm -hmm. The end man on the line of scrimmage shoulders are turned towards the sideline. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything you learn about playing football on the end of the line is to keep square until it's an absolute close down to the ball. Yeah. That's number one. Number two. AJ Green runs up the sideline. They're in zone. Yeah. They're in zone. And the DB bites on the underneath route yeah, no, and drops out. AJ Green yeah. off. And it's a shot in the hole. You go cover zero in the red zone. I'm pissed off about this defense, y'all. Yeah. You go cover three in the red zone with Kyler Murray. Cool. You want to pressure? You want to get the ball out of his hands? Cool. Tell your DB. Don't run up on Christian Kirk and jam in zero. Yeah. Like, just keep a little room. and He's going to run by you. He's going to run by you. And then D-Hop, cover one, okay? You got Bayard, a safety, covering DeAndre Hopkins in the slot. DeAndre Hopkins catch a quick pass, spin out, and scores a touchdown. You're talking about the touchdown, yeah. Oh, come yeah, on, man. Pressure. Like, so, so beyond getting beat, people can get beat. This is the right. league. Bro, competence. That defense was so undisciplined. Well, and to Key's point. So it's it's competence, right? It's competence on the defensive side of the football. Now, again, I think that the offensive line is probably the bigger concern, right? Because they can't get anything going uh, without without the offensive line functioning at a high level. And it was clearly at, at it was clearly beyond uh, beyond repair in week one. But on the defensive side of the ball, and you'll hear from Greg Cosell on this here in just a second. Man, is that a difficult situation? And and Mar what Marcus Spears breaks down there is a is a play, a specific play, DeAndre Hopkins' second touchdown that I'll explain to you on uh, that I'll explain to you um, how why they did it and how they went about doing it and why it costs why it's something that popped up again from last season that that causes you that causes you concern because it's not necessarily about the players. Again, it's about the play calling. Uh, DraftKings, uh, so Bobby French says DraftKings Sportsbook place a bet this weekend using promo code A to Z, but don't bet on the Titans this weekend, says Bobby. Well, um, yeah, I, I think what is the, the line of Seattle minus six right now, right? Um, you know, six is, I, I don't bet Titans games because I'm a reporter and that's an ethical issue. So I just out of principle, I don't bet Titans games personally. Um, I'll bet college football and I'll bet basketball and baseball and all this other stuff. But, uh, the NFL, I, I typically stay away from just because, you know, of what my, what my day job is outside of what I do on the talk show. But what I'll say to you is that <laughs> you should, you six sounds like a big number if they're doing all the things correctly, but there was precious little evidence of them doing all of the things correctly that would allow them to be, to make it a closer game against Seattle. We, we'll see. It's, it's possible. They've shocked uh they've shocked us before but i just i think there's a lot of things wrong that they need to correct right now here on uh here on a to z sports prime time from the DraftKings sportsbook studio so let's talk about then russell wilson let's talk about defending mr unlimited when the titans travel to seattle this week let me know uh in the comment section on facebook youtube twitter and twitch uh, I would like to know what does the Titans defense need to do differently to stop Russell Wilson? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll 
talk about it together. Uh, what does the Titans defense need to do differently to stop Russell Wilson? Give me uh, give me your comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together. While you guys do that, I will tell you about Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure you're in your comfort zone, whether it be commercially or residentially. Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So how do you change up what you did against Kyler to put you in a better position to stop Russell Wilson? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, how did they stop him in 2017, says William Raymer. Well, I I don't recall. Did the Titans beat the beat the Seahawks in 2017? Why am I blanking on that game? Um, off the top of my head, I don't recall that particular competition, but that would align with the, the four-year cycle since the last time they played the NFC West. And that would also align with um with that West Coast. So that would have mean that would have meant that the Car, that the Seahawks played here, correct? It was a it was a home win. Um, why am I blanking on that game? Was that the Colin Kaepernick game where they were like they all they all stayed in the locker room during the national anthem and everybody started to freak out? I think that was the. It's not like Colin Kaepernick obviously had no part in Titans and Seahawks, but if I recall correctly, that was the game that both teams stayed in the locker room. So I do believe, I do believe that I, uh, I went to, yeah. Cause that was the first, that was the first game that I covered is like a, a member of the press corps. It, that's uh that's pretty interesting. I had forgotten about that. Cause I went to my first March, my first press conference was Jack Del Rio as a, as a reporter and then Marshawn Lynch, which was laugh out loud, funny, even in a loss, but what do they need to do to defend Russell Wilson better? Well, I'll tell you what they can't do. They cannot do these zero blitz concepts in the red zone um, where they are playing the corners five, six, seven yards off of the receivers, right? That was something that popped up again on Sunday. It's a play, that, it's a play that's caused them problems in the past and something that Greg Cosella and myself talked about on this week's episode of The Install. And what, what does the Titans defense leave themselves vulnerable to in those zero blitz concepts? Well, on that particular play, they, the um... – it was actually empty. They they went to empty uh, with Hopkins was in the inside slot to the twin side of the field, the two receiver side of the field, the boundary side. And Edmonds, the, the running back, was outside of him. Um, and what happened is it, it, it's see, it, it's it's an interesting defensive concept that a number of teams use. It's not pure, pure man because you would not have Bayard match up to Hopkins if it was pure man. Yeah. You'd have a corner match up to Hopkins. But the corner bounced outside when Edmonds uh, was, was outside of, of Hopkins. So it, it, it's, it's kind of a, a matchup off coverage, but it's not pure man. Now, there is no post safety in the middle of the field, so therefore it has a zero feel to it. I, I've talked about this with, with a guy that's, that I've worked with for years on the matchup show, who's a former coach and scout. And we struggle with actually whether you want to call that zero man, because it's, it's off coverage. It's not pure man, the way a lot of teams play zero um, yet. They did rush six. So therefore there's only five defenders to, 
to match up to the five receivers. But if it was true, true man, I do not believe they would have had Kevin Byard in their nickel playing uh, on, on Hopkins man to man. So that's Greg Cosell breaking down one of the plays that pissed Marcus Spears off in the, in the clip that we played earlier from NFL live, right? That's an explanation of what they're doing and, and why, why it may not necessarily be a good idea, the kind of defense that they're calling in that particular situation. Um, and that's, that's Greg's breakdown. The newest episode of the install that features that conversation about the Cardinals and the Titans and then previewing Seattle, uh, Seattle hosting Tennessee is available to you now. Subscribe, rate, and review to the install with Greg Cosell, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Um, if you bump and run on DK and miss on Lockett, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I mean, they they can make you pay down the field. And Russell Wilson, they, they had a good rushing attack. They had a really good rushing attack, which is something they haven't had in a while. It's a new offense. It's a new offensive coordinator. Um, and the principles that they've brought over from the Los Angeles Rams Russell Wilson looked very, very comfortable making plays, you know, not not random plays where he's running around with like a chicken with his head cut off, chucking the ball into the end zone at the end of the at the end of the in the fourth quarter to try and get them back into the game after they've been running the football for three quarters. Like it's a really it's a really spot on situation for Russell to be able to maximize what he does well. And he's already such a good player. That I mean, he he threw four touchdowns with with ease on Sunday against the Colts, and that's supposed to be one of the better defenses in football, or at least it was a year ago. Um, I think they need to match up and stay on their matchups, says Cedric DeHair. Well, that's what they did last week, and that didn't work for Jack Rabbit and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, now it wasn't exclusively Jack Rabbit on DeAndre Hopkins, but that was primarily what they did, and they did not win that matchup. So you may want to be careful. Um, you may want to be careful talking about it that way. And the idea that Fulton versus Metcalf, that's it. Here's, here's what I'll say. Okay. This game, Christian Fulton is, is looked, looked good on Sunday. He's, he's the only Titan who I think discernibly could, I could say looked good for four quarters out on the field, even if the rest of the defense fell apart around him. You could really, really use Caleb Farley to match up in this game. This is the kind of receiver that somebody who looks like Caleb Farley is designed to help stop. The thing that sets Caleb Farley apart from all of the other corners is that he has the length, the size, and the speed to play. I mean, listen, DK Metcalf is a challenge, and it's not like Caleb Farley, it, as a rookie, is going to be prepared to face that right out the gate. But in a perfect world, his, his availability would help in a game like this where you have such a giant physical receiver that you can play one-on-one -on -one with and you can manage and you can manage against out on the field. Caleb Farley isn't ready to do that based on the coach's evaluation of him. He played precious few snaps and only at left corner when he got in the game, and he only got into the game because it was a blowout. I don't think that Caleb Farley plays any more this week than he did last week. I think that they're – th and again, he's on the injury report today. I believe if I recall correctly, it's with a shoulder. I'll double-check uh, – I'll double-check uh, – 
what I, I tweeted out earlier this afternoon about the injury report because there were a couple of names on there that were worth noting. Caleb Farley is on there with a shoulder, but he was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, according to the uh, the injury report that we received earlier this afternoon. Bud Dupree did not practice. AJ was limited. Ferkser was limited. Harold was limited. David Long was limited. Caleb Farley, Chris Jackson, Josh Reynolds, Derek Roberson, all on there, but all full participants. Um, I don't think Caleb Farley, I don't think they're going to put him out there like that. And I, I think that that probably pisses you off if you're a Titans fan, but I don't know. I don't know what the solution is right now because they're not going to rush him out there before he's ready. And it really feels like he's not ready. It is the sports prime time on in on the uh, or from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios promo code A2Z Sports is how you get in on all the action. It's a it's a real problem. Uh, and Stephen Birdwell says, hell no, you don't put Farley on Metcalf. He will get embarrassed. I just if that can't be the first game that he starts, right? And I don't necessarily think that he's he's not better than Fulton. He's not better than Jackrabbit, even though uh, Jackrabbit got got pretty well on Sunday. You can't play him in the slot over Elijah Molden. So I just don't know what his role is on the field right now, and if he's even ready for one, because the coaching staff isn't acting like he's ready for one. And the idea that he was only playing left corner when they put him in. Maybe that's a product of the fact that they're only they're running only certain kind of sets in a blowout like Arizona was. But uh man, I just I think it's a real problem that he's not that he's not ready to go for games like this, right? Because this is when you need a player that's built and has the skill set of Caleb Farley. Uh and at this point, he's just he's not ready to get out on the field. So let's talk about let's let's quickly pivot because Russell Wilson is going to be uh, is going to be a challenge. We will see. But let's quickly pivot. Speaking of West Coast, let's talk about USC because Clay Helton was fired at USC on what Tuesday or Monday, and immediately Urban Meyer's name came out in the rumor mill for the job. I want to know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And Twitch, who should be the next head coach at USC? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what you can get at the Ashton team. They will put you in a position to sell your home for more because nobody has better intel than GaryAshton.com. It's about winning the buyer battle right now when it comes to Middle Tennessee real estate. And that's something that you're consistently going to run up against if you use another real estate agency. It's not at all the case. It's not at all a problem with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. So, um, who should be the next coach of the University of Southern California Trojans? Let me know. Dom Odell says James Franklin or Bill O'Brien. Nashville, Tennessee on Twitter says PJ Fleck. Julio Jones Gaming says Urban Meyer. Josh says uh, Jeff Fisher, LOL, no, I think he's with Eddie George. Well, he's not on Eddie George's staff. That's his son, uh, and I can't remember. I think it, it might be Brian Fisher, uh, but don't quote me on that. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know uh, Jeff Fisher's son is working with Eddie, Eddie George at TSU in some capacity. Who should be the next head coach of USC? EA says Mike Frabel. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, you guys hate on Mike now. You would miss him if he 
if he goes. And if Mike Vrabel got fired from the Titans, and he's in no danger of getting fired from the Titans, and it's only one game, so we'll see how the season plays out. But if Mike Vrabel got fired here, he would have a job before he had the opportunity to tell his family that he'd been fired because the NFL loves Mike Vrabel. So, you know, I would not sleep on Mike Vrabel as the Titans head coach. Uh, Dirk of Time says, Titans must improve on not letting Russ have 20 seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, that's a big one. But right now we're talking about USC. Courtney Jackson says, Reggie Bush, which would be outstanding if he was the head coach, but they still haven't given him back his Heisman yet. No, I think ultimately it comes down to a USC alum, but not Reggie Bush. Maybe not not Jarrell Casey, not anybody quite uh, with that kind of recency playing background. Let's go to an old vet. Let's go to somebody who played for them a long, long time ago and who has uh, many, many ties to the state of Tennessee. Let's. Uh, I would love to see Jeff Fisher as the head coach of the USC Trojans. Sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. And I don't mean going back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean going back to see where you came from. Where you been, how you got here, see where you're going. I know there are those that say you can't go back. Yes, you can. Just have to look in the right place. That video courtesy of Barstool Big Cat on social media. It won't happen. He played defensive back. He played defensive back for USC a long, long time ago. Uh, and I I would love, I would love to see Jeff Fisher on a sideline again in the college ranks. Um, it'll be it'll be somebody like Bill O'Brien, who, if in case you've forgotten, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at Alabama. This year, he's going to do a little career rehab at Alabama, like so many coaches do. Then he's going to go get another head coaching job somewhere else, probably. And, you know, he's handled he's handled big name a big-name program before at Penn State, and that was a much more difficult situation than one he would face at USC. So I'm sure Bill O'Brien is going to be in the conversation about that at the end of the year. But <laughs> Jeff Fisher would be so, so much fun. I wish he was back in football more full-time, but I understand that he's enjoying himself right now. In uh, not retirement, but... Certainly, uh, certainly a suggested retirement, given the fact that football seemed to be a little bit done with Jeff Fisher at this stage in his career. We will talk about it. Uh, we will talk uh, more at length about what's happening in college football tomorrow on the radio show. So speaking of speaking of Titans content, by the way, a few things to plug on the way out the door before we wrap up the show for the evening. Uh, first and foremost, if you want to bring back I'm Not Tired Yet, we need you guys to send in those videos. You can do it in my DMs on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram as well. We will uh, we will take those submissions. If you guys do v- funny videos, if they're terrible, if they're great, if they suck, uh, we'll play them all or we'll play one a, a show at the end of the show and, and make you guys more a part of the show, right? I want people to see and hear. And I know, listen, not everybody, not everybody wants to do something in front of a camera, especially, you know, that's going to be played in a public setting like this, but I... You know, I feel like some of you out there are creative and are comp- confident enough in your abilities 
even if you're not necessarily a good singer or performer. So send in your I'm not tired yet submissions. We'll play them at the end of the show since we can no longer use the Mississippi Mass Choir. The install with Greg Cosell, full breakdowns of the Titans and the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Colts, given that that is the next two opponents for the Titans that they will face. That's available in your podcast feed. Tomorrow on my radio show from 10 to 1 Central Time on 104.5 The Zone, uh, the new starting safety for the Titans, given Amani Hooker is now on IR, Bradley McDougald will join us on the radio show at 11.15, and we'll talk about the opportunity that he has, given that he's a former Seahawk, he knows Russell Wilson, he knows the style of play, well, it's a different offense this year, but he knows he's familiar with the pieces and the parts in Seattle, and he's going to be starting alongside Kevin Byard on Sunday. Now that, and really for the next couple of Sundays, given that, um, given that Amani Hooker is now on IR, so he'll be on my radio show, and you can hear that at great length. We'll also talk about the Vols with our buddy Adam Sparks in Knoxville at the Knoxville News Sentinel. And if you don't listen to the, uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't listen to the uh, to the radio show live, you can. Um, you can subscribe, rate, review to the Buck Rising Show in your favorite podcast app. Lots of podcasts, lots of places to get all the content. Uh, not tired yet, says Brad, fixing to watch the install. Well, you'll enjoy it, and you'll enjoy the breakdowns that Greg Cosell and myself provided for the people today. I will talk to you guys tomorrow uh, at, for the last show of the primetime week. It's already Thursday, which means this week is going really fast. And, uh, you know, I would I would play the music at the end, but we can't do it anymore, so I'll just tell you. I'm not tired.